We're back with another episode of Post Twink. I am Mo. Hello and hey there. This is Moises. Um, what's up, everybody? Um, well, let's start with the elephant in the room. It has been a long time since we have, uh, you've heard from us. And I'm just going to say right now, editing sucks. It's hard. And um, we record every two weeks, but uh, editing is a bitch. And so... We got a backlog of episodes. Of months of episodes. Yeah. So uh, we're just about to come to you live, raw, and uncut, because I know you girls like it that way. Truth. Um, and, uh, no judgment. At some point, we'll get around to editing, and we'll post the other ones, so... It's gonna happen. We're back, bitches. Yes. <laughs> no, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, it's great. 2018. I know, right? It's First episode of the year. True, true, true. Oh. How was your How was 2018 treating you? Uh, <laughs> it started a little rough. It's a, a couple little like, wham. Like I thought I was prepared. I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna make this year so much better. And then it was like, oh wait. All these things. Okay, just kidding. So I need to... It's only three weeks into it. I know, I know. What are you going through? (laughs) Like, work has been a lot. Um, That's really kind of interesting. Like, work has been a lot. Um, A lot of things I wasn't anticipating that I'm... um, Which I'm actually excited for, but... Like, um, wow, you're so big. What's going on? Oh. um, Just a lot of expansion of some of the projects that we're doing. Um, We're doing testing for more young people in different places, and... I'm more involved in all that now. So, um, yeah. New. Sorry, I made your life hard by quitting the job. No, no, no. It's good. It's going to look great on my resume. So, thank you. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that. I need to, we need to talk about I'm going to need a resume more than you and I. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. How about you? How's your 2018 starting Shit, I don't know. Ah! <laughs> I have no idea. Nah, um, it's good. You know, people talk about that, like, New Year's resolution thing. I am, I'm into the new year, new me thing. I'm into the, like, just having a, I think having a date and time to press a start, a restart button or a moment of, like, on January 1, it's kind of reflection, look at what we're going to do or not going to do. I think it's a good thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, people dog it because, you know, I mean, yeah, new year, same hole, but, like, new year, same hole with different goals. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, what's the problem? New year, new, same hole, different, different goals. goals. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, so that's what's up. Um, no, everything's good. I, um, that is so true. I did have a, I did have one of our girls, um, Daniel asked me, was like, well, reflect on 2017 and what about 2017 made you feel good about launching you into 2018? Ooh. Um, I learned that what I, I guess, I don't know what I am is what I am and you can't, like, I learned just to really... I start trying to soften myself or package myself. Mm. And it could be an age thing, you know, kind of old ho now. Um, but no, what I am is what I am. And like, what you need to be happy with, you need to be happy with. And like, there's no getting around it, hiding it. You know, you can't hide from yourself. You know getting I mean? into your Rihanna. I mean, I'm not going to be smoking weed every five minutes. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But... Late, but... <laughs> she looks good though. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro thick at all times. Always and forever. I'm, I'm, I'm always pro thick. Like yes. you, you, know, I mean, you know, this underweight thing is not. That's an industry standard, but it's not yeah. a passion of mine. Leave the '90s anorexia there. No, I know it's good. Um, yeah, I'm. I would say right now I'm doing more. I guess I, I would say like the, like the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started the the Blue Saint and the, you know making the artisanal you know body butters and stuff and. Um, 
I think at the beginning I just did it mostly because like people were like people like love people love the way I smell. Mm-hmm. They like really love my aroma. Um and you know, I did it just I think just to like I wanted to sell it to people and I realized that I had to like I mean, if it was me I would have just done it out of my trunk or something like that and stop by my house at two, three, three to four and come get it and that would have been it. But I realized you had to like, you know, have the website and you know, there's you, a market for this. You, stuff now. you don't just have to go to the flea market. You, gotta, you, you can sell it online. Gotta, you, you, well, in order to sell online, you have to like register as a business, and so you okay. can like take you know cards and people pay automatically that way. And you know, if if, if you want to sell the stores like I did, you have to have like some type of business structure in right. order to do that. You know what I mean? In terms of yeah. like, because they need to be able to write their checks to a business, not like the homeboy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or not so like Venmo me some like coded yeah thing. like they, for their records they need a business structure in order to like pay you for your products you know yeah. buy them from you so I did all that and initially I wasn't like that passionate or hell bent on in the long term but I would say that the past year of 2017 in terms of I didn't sell a lot I sold maybe I think about five six hundred units hmm. um, that's a lot well no, I think I made for I, your first year I made about six hundred units I think I sold about. I think it's all about 500. Oh my god. Cheers. Holy well, god. wait, no, I didn't sell 500. I made, I made 550-ish. I sold close, now I feel bad, where did the money go? Um, <laughs> I sold close to, back in the business. I, sold, I, back know, into... I know I sold at least 400 units. Um, I've learned that um, record keeping is important too. Because now I'm also like, what did I sell something? But I sell somewhere a little over 400 units. Sorry, and I'm sorry to bring up like asking for your numbers and things. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Be- on the spot. No, because there, 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 there are things like special orders. Like somebody would call and be like, hey, um, you know, I want something for, you know, I have a friend who's an insurance agent. Like, hey, I want something for my clients. Can you put something together for me? And so I didn't always, I would just kind of like whip them up in the kitchen. And I didn't Corporate always. Gifts? And I didn't always like um, think about like writing those down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm like, hey, I'm going, you know, back to Peru to my friends, can you... I'm going to bring some... Yeah, I'm going to send, you know, whatever, whatever. So, uh, so, 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 it's like, so it's like a, so it's like a 300 dollars order of, you know, a couple big ones, a couple small ones, I might do something different for them. Sounds like you have the right clientele. Oh, um, I love the special orders. Yeah. Because, well, what, well, one, because I talk to the person and they're like, oh, I have four people I want, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So like, oh, I want like a two-ounce can or I want a big jar um, and, you know, like, oh, who's a boy or a girl? Oh, I've been playing with this. You know, it'd give me an opportunity to play with scents or play with just kind of production or packaging or whatever it is. And I'd be like, oh, you know, oh, you have a big jar or a small jar. You should have a medium jar, too, because the big jar is, like, keep in the bathroom and the one in your pocket. But, like, you know, what about the people's gym bag or the right. yoga bag or whatever it is? So it allows me to, like, I don't know. I think I Whenever like... Whenever you need a moisture moment. Yeah. I, Always <laughs> be prepared. A moisture moment. No, but, okay, this is not a, this is not a commercial, I promise you, but I, I have that. It is fun for me. But I didn't always write those down to records, you know. So I, so I, I did a couple hundred units. Um, well, I think folks should know that you're accepting special orders. Oh, I love special orders. It's, it's more intimate to me. Absolutely. Um, it's more personal. A personalized life. moment. Yeah. And so, like, special orders, like, I definitely will just blend for that order. Like, I'll just... Ah, an exclusive scent. No, for sure. Like, it's a special order. And it's like, I mean, just, like, about, at about the $100 mark, um, you know what I mean? That's, you know, at least, that's a certain amount of 
basic yeah, lies. So I'll just I'll just blend for that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, if I'm gonna put in a always... if I'm gonna put in a like a customized exclusive order, I'm anticipating spending a hundred dollars more. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's like a you know a, an artisanal butter or you know whatever I'm trying. Oh to yeah, special orders I always just blend just for that. Uh, I, I, I think it's because it's more about I talk to the person. Why are you doing a special order? Who are the people in your life? Are they your clients? Are they your family members? Are they, you know, your lovers? You don't, you, you don't get to see, you know, because they live out of the country. Whatever it is. Um, well, I just love being able to give a gift and be like, so this is, you can only get this from me because yeah. I had a one-on-one with the, with the artist, with the creator, and this is what we came up for you, came up with for you. It's, I mean, it's, it's really it's intimate. I like it. It's really intimate. I really, really enjoy it. Um, uh, Someone put in a special order for me. <laughs> no, no special orders. I like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they're more flexible. They really are. I guess I've said it four times already, but it's more intimate. And I, you know, why? Because you guys know more about the person, what they do. Like, oh, okay, you're an insurance agent. You're getting for your clients. Like, why? This seems weird to me. I'm Corporate like, gift giving is a huge industry. I know, and I've never worked in for profit industry besides huge. my business now. So it's a different thing. When people buy things for their clients, I'm all like, oh, or we'll, we'll talk about them. Like, oh, why client? Oh, yeah. I received some, like, um, lotion bar, and I'm like, oh, they bought this for us? Cool. <laughs> uh, no, no. So, so, yeah, so that has been, like, um, I learned that, like, I'm definitely into it. I'm going to stick around for a while, you know, so I kind of purchased some other licenses that I needed. Um, to, to do, I mean, I think just sales tax um, license um, and all that, and... I learned that I am the blue saint. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like, it's not just like a side, I mean, it's a side project, but it's not like a, I think before I was just trying to see if people would like it. And so I feel like the reception to it has been really cool. Um, and people are really like, people really like my stuff, uh, which is interesting. He's the only one surprised. To, well, interesting to observe. <laughs> because, you know, like when you're on social media and when random people follow you, the blue saint on Instagram and um, no, B L U. Um, when people follow you, they're like going off about it, or you, or you see their like reblog or whatever. They're they're they tag you, and they're going on about like, oh my god, oh my god. It's kind of like, oh, I did that. Oh, I wow. made that. Yeah, it's like an interesting piece. So, In this kitchen. Um. Yeah, as much as I decided to like, as much as I was like a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown towards the summer, <laughs> it made some strange life choices uh, that now I have to pay for. <laughs> um. That were all about mental and emotional health. Um, it was cool. And it was like, what you need, what you need. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm a creator. So I have to create consistently. Not create sporadically. Yeah. But I have to create consistently just to, like, be a happy, healthy person. So I, I would say, like, for 2017, what I learned is that, like, you are who you are. And there's no getting around it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can try okay. to avoid, pretend. You can, you can try to package it really cute if you want to or conceptualize it or organize mm. it into these little convenient packages, but, like, who you are is who you need to be. Mm. And when you don't prioritize, like, what your, your needs are, like, you know, your shit is going to come crashing down. Mm. At least that's my story. Yeah. Um, it can look good on paper, but you're going to be a fucking wreck on the inside. When you, you're a wreck on the inside. You got to get to the root. <laughs> you just gave me things to be all. Sorry. <laughs> not to get all E. I love on that. And, uh, yes. It's not really that deep, but it was like, you know, I need to create things. I need to, like, create 
I do have venues, you know what I mean, in order to, like, express my kind of artist self, you know what I mean, and not, like, spontaneous or sporadic or, you know, well, that, that's not the right word. Like, Just, like, consistent and... Consistent, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, so no matter what I can do to function society or what I, what I, what I, what I, what I need to do to pay bills or, no, like, it really, like, the, like, the matter of the skill set that I've acquired, right? Yeah. And the passions that I've acquired in order to, like, pay the bills, um... Those are still things that are that I. Those are something that I learned to do. Absolutely. Even if I'm interested in them, you know what I mean. Like my mm-hmm. former job, like I was interested in all those things oh, for absolutely. sure, and they're definitely still kind of passions of mine. The subject right. matter of working in that kind of sector of public health. Right. Um, those are still acquire things, but who the person is is different. Yeah. And I feel like in society we're taught to like. You're supposed. It's supposed to be one of the same. Like your career. Or what your your job or whatever it is is supposed to define you. Right. I mean, in a certain like, not amongst working class people, you know, because we'd be like, right. you know, your job is your job. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever. Either, not to be the Marxist. Either it's reflective but, of you or or, or right. it isn't. You know what I mean? So we don't like. I feel working class people don't put a lot of stock in that. Sure. Like we definitely we applaud, feel alienated from we, our work. Yeah, like we applaud success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's dope for you, or we're you know we're rooting for you. You got a promotion, girl. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. Or 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 okay, right. yeah, yeah. You work with the school to this. That's awesome. That's dope. But we don't like define you by. Where I feel like kind of like definitely like the median middle class and up. Um, you're defined by your occupation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, I guess if you subscribe to that um, philosophical kind of nature mm-hmm. of engaging socially. But middle class people, I mean, like, like working class people, we don't really, we like, we, we do, you know. Yeah, go to work. We know that the, that the person that works at 7-Eleven, they're like, that doesn't define them. Exactly, I mean? exactly. So, like, that's their job. Your bills like, okay, yeah, you, like, work is work. You know what I yep. mean? Like, whether you're a professor or you, you know, shovel shit for a living, like, work is work. Yep. And respect should be put upon Yeah, and you're a human being outside of those hours. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, you know, I feel like in a work class background, like, when you, when you leave the office or leave the work, that don't exist. Yeah. When you come to kitchen for dinner... You are a person. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Reason, you're not like the title. And so I think, maybe it's about like class navigation, but it's like, um, I had to focus more time, I guess I would say, class, middle class, upper middle class, working class, whatever aside. Like I didn't focus more time. Because I feel like I was just working. Hmm. Um, and what it takes out of you, I didn't have a sense of for like replenishing myself. And I learned that like, do your own shit. You know what I mean? Oh, and in that process, what I am as a creator, um, and I learned that I have a lot of things that I want to create. You know what I mean, like that, and um, learned a lot about what kind of yoga teacher I am and what I'm not. Yeah. So I try to be like the cute yoga teacher, like hey, da, da. I'm like I hate that. So I think I'm better. I have a better idea what kind of yoga teacher I am. So I, I want to like everybody's uh, taking my class and. Um, it's not available anymore. <laughs> I, I want like a mean waiter yoga teacher. I'd be like, no, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yes, please correct me. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm really hands off on a yoga, though. I'm really no, I don't want you to yoga. touch me, but I just want you to be like, you're doing it wrong. Oh, I'm, like, I'm afraid of, well, I don't believe in that. No, not wrong, not wrong. But let me help, like, move your leg. Like, I just want like a direct, I don't want like a gentle, I like. I that like people want that, though, because like, I was trying to be gentle, like. You know, you and your man is your own little bubble. I'm just going to tell you what we're doing. And you're like, yeah, you were really fun. Yeah, I just... But that's just how I want to, like, navigate like, the world. Want, like, like, I just, people want corrections. I'd be like, I don't want to... 
Because yoga the world is deep. Like, people are, there's, some, some, there's like a lot of unethical, weird things in America in yoga. Uh, yeah. And so I'd be like trying to like, I try a, a lot. I don't want to touch anybody because I don't want to like, I'm not one of them dudes. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? But, um. Well, I don't like touching either. I'm really not I, I learned to get over that. I learned to like be a little more. People, people want more intimacy. But 27, 2017 was learning that I need to provide more intimacy to self and more intimacy in my interactions. So, oh, obviously, it's really good about intimacy. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, 2018, get ready. Get ready. Um, We're getting intimate. We're getting touchy. 2017. What is <laughs> 2018, what am I taking from you? I don't know. Um, intimacy and touching. Nothing wrong with that. But, like, I feel like my sex values have changed. Oh. Ooh. I, I feel like this is going to launch us into a whole other segment. I know, but... I know the introduction has gone all over the place because we really still are honestly talking about in 2017. What did we learn from 2017 into the new year? You know, we are, we're the part of the hashtag new year, new me. I'm sorry. Same ho, new year, same ho, different goals, goals. right? Yes. Because I think it's a shame if, if, you're, if it's a, a new year, you're the same ho, same goals as last time. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. You, you didn't learn anything. You didn't reflect on anything. Did you accomplish anything in 2017? You didn't cross off your list? Did you reevaluate your list in 2017? Right. That's, still, that's still a good thing. Yep. Important. Um... I don't like new sex things. What do I do sex values? I don't know. You brought it up. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to clean it up right now as we talk. Um, but I think it's something that you should constantly reevaluate. Like, regardless of your, like, your sexual journey, styles, relationship, or whatever, I think it's something you should constantly sort of reevaluate and think a, about. I spent a lot of time. I think in terms of, like, when we look at the hookup culture, that's just a part of, you know, gay and queer culture. It just is. It's 2018. The streets do it too, but I yeah. mean, like nobody's really just a different. ain't nobody meeting at, at the city hop and dance, girl. Like that's where people meet people. So whether you're, you know, as horrible and as tragic and intense as it can be, if you want to meet men, like depend, I guess depending on you know, in the city you're in, maybe. But if, mm. but if, but if you want to meet men to just like for like intimate exchange or like sex or whatever it is or dating. Um, the app, it's a, it's a unnecessary, it's a, unnecessary evil. it's a necessary evil. Yeah. And it's a game. Terrible, terrible Yeah, but game. I am, but my thing is, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not a game player, though, son. And so I feel like a lot of men are in there with, with games. Yeah. And so, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not a gamer in general. Just not, it's not who I am. I mean, I like a PS4 moment when I'm, like, playing Diablo and I'm, like, the necromancer, but... When it comes to all that stuff, no. Oh, I, I, I thought that was a metaphor. No, no, not I'm a metaphor. Like necromancy and dating. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm secretly like a, like a gamer. G a y m e r. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I was talking. To this, I was talking to this guy who's like, he's like, he's a, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, I feel like that whole gamer and like anime. There's a crossover between those two communities. But, well, as someone who likes both, yes. <laughs> Like you all like the crossover is here, present. But I, mean, I feel like that culture blew up in 2017. Like, it, I mean, like you've been out for a while, but I think 2017, like that, like gay gamer <sighs> and like anime and like, they need us. They like that was like the thing. Like, if you wasn't into that shit, you wasn't shit. And we've been there for a long ass time. And as somebody who's not into that, I definitely felt the thing. Like, I wasn't shit because I didn't know about any of that. Well, and the gaming community has always been sexist, racist, homophobic. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, what are the most, like, oh, really? 
terrible communities to interact with, which is why I never played group level games because they're I, all I a bunch of shit. That they be accepting. It's dominated by like because to me, like you guys are, are, are a bunch of nerds who are on the computer in the house all day, so I assume that it would be really like a little bit really. We had to like find each other and just play with each other, not with the public at large. Oh wow! And so it it has been really great to see sort of this highlight of like queer and gay gamers who are like, and and also like gamers of color who are like, no, yeah, we're here too. And we're just as badass as you. Look at my look at my score. Look at my rank. Sit down, like angry cis white man, because we're just as good as you. So, so yes, I'm learning about the plight. The plight. <laughs> the plight of a queer gamer. Well, because I'm not. I definitely like it. Definitely discludes uh, me from a whole segment of the like dating and get population. Well, it's, and I'm not even that deep. You all like each other a lot. Yeah, but I'm not even that deep into it, so sometimes I'll be like, okay, well, I just play, like, these games, and I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> oh. Which is fine, which is fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it is, I'm glad that it's sort of um, building a presence in, within the gay community, there's more um, identification with it. But you all look cool, though. It looks, it looks very, like, you guys look very, like. We're getting organized. I like, I know I joke and say, like, a bunch of nerds who play games in the house. I said that, but like also too, there's this whole. But like, they're so fine. Oh Ooh. yeah, so fine, dear. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and the things you can do while someone's gaming. That's disgusting. I mean, that is disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. What? It's just multitasking. I find it to be disgusting. Why? It's it's anti intimacy. So if you can distract someone enough to lose a life or like when they're gaming and they like die, you're like, oh whoops, you you died because I was doing a thing. Testament to your skill. It's disrespectful. I mean, a little bit. To but blow it's... somebody while they're, while, while they're playing a video game. It feels, like, really disgusting. Kind of like, you don't... I will say it right now. If you're going to blow somebody... They're and, not playing well, they're going to play a that. video game while you're doing it. If you're going to lick them or something and they're playing a video game, to me, like... I feel like it's the same I am sorry. I am not that kind of... I am not that type of gay. Uh, if we are doing anything, turn that shit off. Focus on me. Fair, 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 fair. I just feel like if you, I'm gonna be blowing you, and you're gonna be up there pretending to be some 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 computer bitch in Japan killing cars. You gotta be you 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 have a lot. Then you don't love yourself. But then when I self respect dignity. But then love. based on the performance that someone is providing, um, so it's competitive. Like if you can make no. me like forget about the game. Is that what it is? I mean, it's kind of like a testament to your skill. Like, oh, you thought you were going to play Pac-Man and See, win all me, the, 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 eat all the fruits, but the test turns my out... The skill is you wanting like a small child and me holding you down and you vibrating violently while I'm doing it. That can happen when someone's gaming. I mean, they're going to lose the game, but... I'm a jealous god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jealous god. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, the magicians came back. Yo! Oh my god, swipe right up the magicians. First episode, amazing. Okay, well... I still hate Quinn, but yes. Let me get back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Wrap this up. So, I fell in love with season one. Yes. Season two, I liked. I liked season one way more than season two, because I feel like season two, the writing, I feel like by the third episode, was off. Well, because Penny's character just got, like, shit on. I mean, I just feel like... Which is so cute. I don't know. Oh my god, Penny should be... You know what? Penny's like funny looking and fine as hell oh at the same god. time. You know what I mean? Take me there. No, I want to be there. No, it's weird. It's kind of like, he's like... Jesus, I just know it's fine. 
Also, you're like, he's kind of funny looking, too. No, he's a little goofy in the face, but... Yeah. I'll take it. it somehow works. <laughs> it does. Because I'll be like... Because he's so angry. Because <laughs> he's, he's a little mean. And you know, I like that. Yeah, me too. I like that. <laughs> angry and mean, I'll take it. Or uh, just like, with a little weird looking and mean. Sure. I'm intense and... Ooh, and you can transport me anywhere, girl. Dude. Oh. That is fucked, right? Oh, and the main character, though, Quinn, go home, retire, go to sleep. I can't with Quinn. Only He's so, pretty. I only feel like everything is written for, I feel like so much stuff is written for, let me, let me, wait, He needs not to be the main wait, character. Wait, wait, let me come back. Season two was, 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 I liked it. It was not better than season one. Season two, the, <laughs> the writing, I feel like they were trying to do all these, like, kind of kitschy jokes. Yeah. That were not really working, and they are really kind of annoying to me. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I live for Margot. And season two is writing like their plot was all over the place. Because they kept like... So many narratives. Right? And so I kind of felt like they kind of like ran like... It, it almost felt like they never felt like they would get picked up for season two. Yeah. And they did so they had to write some shit real they're quick. Like, Look how dramatic and intense this can be! Right? They, they just start throwing shit out the pendant mm-hmm. just, just like fulfill their obligations to their paycheck. Yeah. They wasn't focused. Because like they were like other worlds and lords and demons popping out of nowhere. You're like... <laughs> Okay, this is getting out of control. Like what? Yeah. Um, this is the episode one. Now it's a little more focused. The film quality is great. Better. Yeah. So much better. Um, I want to party with Bacchus. It was okay. <laughs> I, I but I like that because because Bacchus is like there's something else there. Oh yeah. There's something behind that. Like mm-hmm. he's not all about the. It's not all about. Uh, I mean, that's show the immersion and total just like a regular white boy. His face is kind of like got something else going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. He knew he knew things. He just yeah. He was fried. Yep. He was pretending to be the socialite. He was there to be like praised and worship, but he knows stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like his joy is not what he's known for. Uh, yeah, it, it, but I will say Quinn. I'm hoping this is gonna be they focus less on him. I think they're gonna focus on on, on, Let us pray. on the gay and Loria. Um, who I liked him in season one. Season two, came, whatever. Uh, he was I'm like, liking him more. Yeah, in season two, he was like all depressed and sad and weird. Well, because he had that fine ass man, like his rival enemy. Oh yeah. Oh, that was fine. Oh, Ooh, girl. I would. I would stay in Fillory if I. If that, you're gonna be my husband, we do that here. Done. Yes, here forever. I'm like, just find a way to kill the fucking fairies. They are crazy. Oh, they're terrible. I know we're all the places. But they look fierce. They look. Fierce. Oh, their God. look though, I'm like, oh, I'm scared of them. Based on season, based on the episode, like the fairies, uh, they 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 gangstered up over the summer next break. Next level game. Yeah, their game is next level because she was one of the things. But I, I will say the series. And one eyed um, Margot. We're talking about the, the, the magicians on the sci fi channel. I'm not sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. For it. it's, it's a great. We're geeking out. We're geeking out. It's magic. They're like, they're, they're very queer integrative. Um, Margot is really like her humor is really <sighs> every her humor is great. It's written great because it, it's all poking because it's all like bringing awareness to like racial mm-hmm. injustice and sexual like uh, injustice and uh, misrepresentation. So it's, be her. her humor is great. And now she only has one eye, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, but I will say this about the show: what annoyed me from day one. I feel like so many shows are written for, and I was thinking this last night. I only watched. Mm-hmm. The new episode last night was that so many shows are written to portray white people in a certain way, <laughs> right? To archetype. Yep. Um, and all the white folks are struggling in that. And Quinn, I hate him as the main case. So I don't care. whiny. Him and that. Him and the blonde lover life. I actually 
I like her like, now that after she came back for as, a edge. Yeah, now she's like angry. Like, yeah, right? I like her now. Okay. Before I was like, but like Whoa, when she fucked Penny though, that was great. <laughs> that was That's when I was like, okay, I can you, you respect her now. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's great. And you got it and you sounded like you got it good. But why have it written always not always like, you know, like white men is like the hero from day one, or they're like this emotionally conflicted, like I don't know. I just need to believe in myself. Mm. You know, it's only like, well, if the the white man just believes in himself, then everything will be fine. And, you know, really, it's like, at the end of the day, man, it's just about love in my heart. I'm just going to, my love is going to save the world. My love, you know, I I know that I fucked up a lot. I've um, kind of abused people emotionally (laughs) this whole time. I've been really inconsistent and actually self-centered and manipulative from day one. But, like, I'm just a tortured soul and he's a protagonist. Yeah. And I feel like white men are like written that way a lot. True. And I'm really kind of over that narrative Absolutely. in society. Absolutely. So that's what about Quinn that I'm all like, oh man. Sure. I mean, he's cute, whatever, but just annoying. He's whiny, and because so whiny. and because he's a sensitive white man, he gets to be the protagonist. He's like Doug from the from the show in Nickelodeon. Doug, I I love that show, but he was just like a whiny white boy. Meanwhile, all the other characters were way better. But that archetype, though, yep. Quinn gets to be the hero. And, but in society, though, like, and I'm sorry, as a black man who Margo's a hero. So as a black man who drinks interracially, I get so many white men like that that present like. I'm gonna save you. Kind of like how Quinn is written. Mm-hmm. Completely self-centered. They try to be emotionally abusive, inconsistent. They're always like, but no, I'm a pure soul, my love. I'm like, your love doesn't mean shit unless you can actually manifest consistency, integrity, respect, and honor for other people. Seriously. But white men are written, even in fiction, yep. to be really fucked up people. Mm. Quinn is, he's, he's inconsistent. Oh, he's terrible. He's emotionally manipulative. He's self-centered. If he was but, my friend, I we would not be friends, actually. Exactly. We would not be friends. But because he's a white man with love in his heart, wants to do the right thing, and I'm just an awkward white man trying to find my, you know, find my confidence in the world. And, and don't I, get me wrong, then I, I love can, an, then I can shit on everybody else around me, and I'm still the good guy, and you're all going to rally for me. I'm like, and fuck I'm that. No, fuck no. that. That's what we're ditching in 2017. Yep. Bye. Bye. Well, and how many show after show... That, I mean, especially the ones that because, we like together. Hold on. People of color don't, don't get to do that. No. People of color don't, don't get to be uh, inconsistent, emotionally abusive. Nope. Self-centered. They're and, one and, plain characters. And, um, and have love in their heart. And that's what's the most important. You're no. either like the wise brown person or the sassy brown person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, I guess what I'm saying is that like, despite race, I think Quinn's, that character, how, how that's written is problematic. Because he's actually a fucked up person and abuses others. Yep. Oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? And that's not... Because he's so I selfish. I feel like that's not okay mm-hmm. as men, as adult people, as responsible human beings on the planet. What is this sexy shit you're drinking? Uh, just some sake. <laughs> <laughs> a little Nagori... A little Nagori sake moment. Um, I don't know if we're going to show this video mm-hmm. or not, but this is like... What is this? This is a cute it's little cute. sexy bottle. It also looks like coming to cut. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I definitely want to drink it. Uh, yes. Okay, it does look like semen. So, yo, Moisa, this he looks, just he's about to chug on the bottle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. I'm really gross. You don't drink anymore. No, oh, I this I love this stuff. It doesn't hurt my tummy. It makes me feel good. Sake is life. It's like melons. Melonish. 
Oh, because of Melon. Oh, yeah, this one is really Melon y. I like how they got it. This is good. This is the first time I bought this one. Confessional. Um, you're gonna look down at me. Why? Wait, have I. I For what? This may be like. This is like only my second episode I'm drinking sake. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love sake. Because um, I have like. For my ulcer, I know I I know it makes me like not cultured, but no, no. I, I I only do it with my, my uncle. I've only had sake with my uncle a couple times, um, and I think when I go up to my aunt's, they they like you know we like sushi or whatever, so they always have sake and I have something else. Mm-hmm. Um, with my uncle, they sake. Well, hot sake is shit, and it, so cold sake is always the way to go. But so because you know, well, not to get in our health and wellness section, but We're because about I have like stomach that stuff that we love, and so I think we can yeah. move on. Yeah, perfect. For a long time. I'll get there. So yeah, magicians. I'm glad it's back. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually optimistic for season three. Me too. Based on the first episode, in terms of like, I also the like, writing seemed really clean. I liked how it was shot. I um, do like Penny, that. Penny. I'm so. I'm like. I hope they don't kill him off. Please don't, because I'll probably stop watching. No, I also like the girl who's like tragic, who like met the goddess and like. Has all the trauma. I kind of love her. Oh, what's her name? What's her name? Her name? Oh, but uh, I love her. Um, Margot will always be my number one, but I do Margo like her. Margot was kind of annoying to me. Season three. At first. Yeah. But uh, I am, I am on her. At the end of season two, I fell in love with her more. Yeah. I respected her more. I got it. I got I got it. Because the beginning, they just, they played her as the flame dame. But I liked it. I know. And I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad there's representation of this. Because this is like... All of the girlfriends I, I've had, I've wanted to have, and what have you, but it, and then, like, it, it, it was a warming up that she actually, like, you learned that she had depth, and she wasn't just, like, good for a good, like, funny moment with the other gang. Yes, that, that's not it. She, she, she her depth. Yes. Um, it, uh, it and now she has an eye patch, and there are the fiercest eye patches. So I love an eye patch. You do? I do! I do! Um, who is it? This yeah, time? I don't remember. Quinn and his best friend. That one girl. Um, I mean, she that girl experienced some trauma. That shit was intense yeah, as hell. No, I'm I I am glued to the magicians. I'm here for it. I'm glad it's back. There's books. I haven't read them. They diverged oh, from the books. There are books. Yeah, Brent read them all. They diverged from the books. Wait, so don't you read the books? Yeah. Low key, I'm gonna tell you this. This is a. He is such a nerd. Close no. your ears real quick. So, do you know why she has magic? Don't, no. Okay, don't no, 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 demon, sit down. You're not going to. No, demon, no. I'm not fine. Um, anyway, the hedge witch, this is who you're talking about. What's her name? Yeah. Um. I've always dug her, but no, I am. Um, when she didn't have, what was it? What do they call it in there? When shade. I, when she didn't have shade. That was an interesting thing. But they took her shade away, and I'm like, as a gay, I'm like, well, how can you survive the world without shade? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, great. But health and beauty. So we're drinking the sake. That's oh, really wait, we didn't finish swipe right, swipe right. Swipe left, swipe right. Well, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to do a shout out to Architectural Digest, just did a tour of Ricky Martin and his beautiful Fine husband. husband. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm forgetting his name. Did John, you see John the way that he was looking at him? During that, like, during their home interview. If I, oh my. Number one, that is a deep level of love and a deep level of disgusting, beautiful sex. Absolutely. And you could tell in that entire interview, they have slept 
with each other all oh. over that house, fucked in every, every room, corridor, every hallway, cabinet, entryway, mm-hmm. cupboard, sink. All those marble topped like Armoires, tables have seen it all. Ottomans. I was trying to imagine myself like dressers. sitting on that couch with them watching TV. Like trying to imagine myself sitting by this bended tree. I would be the disgusting house guest. Oh my god! Would just do. I'd be happy to be their maid. I would wear nothing. <laughs> That's the only just time that I've case, ever said that. I just in case. And you it's like a thing. Like I'd be their houseboy. Even. Oh, oh my wow. god! That's a whole other level. And I would never like. I've never felt that way. I would be their maid because you know, as fine as they are, I'm still want to get paid. If I got it like actually clean, I still get paid. Yeah, I need a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm seeing all your nasties. Yeah. A houseboy, you're just doing it for free. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it for free. Um, but they would pay me. They look like they'd be, they'd be like the paying type. So, Thomas, you're getting shut up money. That's fine. At least it's still money. Oh, I'll take it. Yes, I'll sign all the NDAs. I've kept my mouth closed and didn't even get paid. So, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll keep money. my mouth closed because I'm keeping it open at other times. I knew you were going to get paid. <laughs> no, that man, that, Ricky's husband is a physically very attractive man. And is like, his uh, art is actually, I'm, Seems really cool. I know. I want to learn more. I need to explore. Because so, in, that, cause in the first, when they showed, first, showed his first art, but like the white. Yeah, with the, the canvases. I was like, oh, he was one of those like overly educated, really weirdos who makes like yeah. stupid, weird art. I was and like, I, you scrunch some canvases, cute. You like, you know, they write it into the whole like long-winded ass. Typography. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm when he got to the other room in the house, I was like, oh, no, he's actually dope. Yeah, I was like, I need to do more research. Which I feel like they haven't given him enough play. They were like, Ricky Martin's husband, mother of the so right, swipe right on that video. Swipe right on Ricky their relationship. Fine, beautiful, talented. On their minimally decorated house. I had an orgasm from just traditional. It, it was great. That is, those are my like gay goals. His name is Joan. Joan Yosef. Ricky made a man named Joan. And he's like Syrian and Swedish. Swedish. Oh, stunning. Um, those are my gay goals. And I mean, Ricky was just like looking okay in the video. Love has made Ricky Martin look a little better. He's doing this like high fade, which I'm not. Well, his, he needs to do his face is kind of. Uh... He's aging a little poorly. I would say when the when, after the twins were first born, he was looking aged. Yeah. And I get and I got that he had you know new babies and you know that's a demanding schedule. But he was looking a little out. I, when the twins were, even I called up to about like when about when they turned one, I was like. Well, Ricky Martin's daddy, like daddy in the daddy, in the, his daddy days are over. Gone. You know what I mean? Like now he's a daddy. I'm happy for him. I gotta find some new, you know, uh, material. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say but that love. Ricky was looking good because you could tell. Like he hit the gym. Yeah. He got a cuter haircut than before. Yeah. I actually like his haircut. I want to like it more. It, it worked well for, for his face. That's true. I guess I will say this though, because I feel like when when some folks and this is a stereotype, I'm gonna name it, but I feel like when some folks like have kids or whatever, it seems like sexuality just like dissolves. <laughs> okay, hold on. Or disappears. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Ricky Martin is forty six. So wait a minute, he's five. Okay, so different. Wait a minute. Knowing his age changes the game. I'm grabbing this table to like brace myself because forty six. I thought he was like looking back. I, I thought he was like thirty eight. I'm moisturizing. Now he's 46, so let's give a little. I need to put more moisturizer on. 
Where's the blue stain? I need a moment. Like <laughs> right here. Oh shoot. Wait, how old is that? That boy looked a little. Oh, young. he was—he's younger than him for sure. But, I, but you could tell that they're still fucking like their sex life is still popping. Like they're still doing weird shit. They're trying things. Giovanni's um, up is. Giovanni's up is born in '84. That makes him what thirty-five. Oh, he's a, he's a few years younger than me. Is this hope for me yet? I'm yeah. Gonna... We could get a Ricky Mario girl. Yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah, Juan, Yosef, take me there. Wait, what do you say, Juan? 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 John? Juan? I don't know. Pardon, sorry. I feel partial, like, you know, because like as an African American, like we have a lot of our names are interesting to me. Um, I think that we're we're great people. We're just like cultures. It's this amazing cultural immersion. Because half of us have these names, you know, like that are like half of us have like Persian and Arabic, um, na- like Persian Arabic. Our our, our, our first names would be like. Persian and Arabic and like Swahili and mm-hmm. like Congolese and like um, Japanese, like you know, like my cousin is Ashiko. Like people think it's like people are like that name is so good. I'm like, no, it's Japanese for firstborn daughter. Like hello, Ashiko, I think it's like firstborn. Or, I get so angry. Born, like that shit's ghetto, uh, and it's like actually no, it's that's more name, culturally that's relevant that's than your name, that, Sean. That's the name of a, of, a, of a Persian prince, but your name is John. I think the son of John. What the fuck? Woo. Your name means cobble maker. Like, <laughs> cobbler. Cut a cobble maker. Your real name means street cobbler. <laughs> My cousin is named after the name of, like, you know, three great famous, like, Arabic princes. I'm sorry. And he's ghetto and low class. You, my friend, are a shoemaker. <laughs> cobbler. Cobbler. No, no, we have to these names, right? And then our last names are interesting to the interesting nature of who we are, how we got here. You know, like, so we just, there's a lot of cultural myth that goes on in us. And so, like, Juwan, thinking, like, oh, black dude. Um, and like, oh, you know, but, uh, so I like know. J-W-A-N. Like, if you have an American culture, J-W-A-N would be Juwan. Juwan? Juwan. It's how we would say if you're black in America. Right, right, right. I'm not sure, uh, I'm assuming it's like a Syrian When I feel like name. Ricky said Jean, like, he just said Juan, like it was so very... okay, listeners, people. If you are J W A N Y O S E S, let us know how to name. Yeah, please check me. Can I be a real uh, Black American about it? Because his name is Juan. Can I be real Latino? Juan, you're pretty pretentious. I am. I am. Juan, Juan, Juan. I actually do want to know how to say because you know what? It looks it look it looks good in print. J W A N. Yeah, it does. Until I'm corrected, and I hope I am, I'm gonna say. Jamal. I think I'm in love, and I'm sad that I didn't find out about him before. I mean, I knew that they were married and whatever, but I just didn't realize what a gem. Okay, so swipe right, swipe right. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Oh, can I say swipe right and super like? Ah, <sighs> yes. And goals for 2018. I want that minimalist ass house. I want. You know, I believe in minimalism. I'm trying, mm-hmm. but I also do a lot of shit. So it's, I'm trying to figure out my I thing know, because, like, I so do. Because we have the podcast things. Yeah. I like have the business things. Like I make body butters, dude. So I mean, there's like extra pots and like there's you know gallons of shea butter and gallons of avocado industrial oil. like creation. Why do I from hose? I, I don't. I can't afford industrial machines yet. <laughs> I don't even know that. Buy <laughs> No, but there's like all the shape, you know, like it's like all the the, the boxes that you're packing, like the labels, oh, yeah. the you know, the paper cut, like okay. all the all the nothing's things. minimal about that. Like the like the packing peanuts, like I have to. Have, that <gasps> room probably looks messy from the window, but it's like it's all the things I need for shipment. You need a studio. 
This is what like people do, right? They they get a separate space. I'm thinking about um. I'd go into that's the studio. Cute, we were to- okay, a I love Saki now. Uh, especially when it's a nigori. And it's a melon. It's yummy. Um, so my birthday is March third, you guys. I'm drinking some Tazai Snow Maiden. Uh, I should say Junmai and Gori. Mm-hmm. Nigori. I don't know how you say that. Mm-hmm. Primo Japanese sake. This is great. It's alcohol, but it tastes like melons, and it was a amazing. Oh, there's melon. apps right to deliver more. Yeah, so I'm gonna, if you guys want to buy me gifts, you can either go to the store and buy a lot of products from me because I'll, I'll make money from that way. Yeah. Um, or you can buy me some sake. Yeah. Um, or tell me where to get it on the low. Or where, we or should look into a studio space. Studio space? I don't want to pay rent for a studio. What about like. That, a, that takes money out of my pocket. That's true. But like collaborative share. I really meant to, like, a, I really want to do a. I could use this. I, was, space. I generally want to do like I, I really want to do like a, a multi-use workspace as a collaborative effort with like some other artists or creators in the city. I mean, just because I know we all have this room, we're just kind of. Well, I am really into it. We need a recording studio, um, or even like to find like a, or or even to get like people who want to invest or like or throw money on the pot, or whatever. So I just think that there are a lot of creators in the city now. Um, People are generally have ideas. I mean, I'm very open to like, people like, using like, like people are doing space. things. Like, I mean, like, I know a sculptor, or and I know a ceramicist, I know other herbalists. Um, and then sometimes we just need, like, because when I put together things, sometimes I have to kind of clear out my kitchen so I can set up and, like, pour out all my tin and have the, you know, and have this there and that there. But you need, like, a full and, like, kitchen ass, like, I need I need a whole cooking. I need a whole separate kitchen with, like, oven, sink, you know, cabinet storage. I feel like it's doable, though. Like, I feel like you could have a multi use space. And but it will, it will be cool to have it with some other creators, though. Because um, there's also the products that... Well, I'm, like, a kind because of Because there's also the products that, that are not released yet that I work on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Ooh. that I... That take up space. What a tease. And to be honestly, right now, like, that... The, the insanity of that room... Which is really... That was my shrine room. That was the spiritual room. That's now, like, the... To be brief. The apothecary, <laughs> workroom, studio, storage... Locker space. It's cute though. We have greenhouses and stuff. Yeah, they now have like a greenhouse as well. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. Um, you lie, people. It's a mess. No, it's cute. Um, yeah, also the greenhouse now. Uh, was a tiny one. Um, but there's, but there's a lot of creators, and I feel like a lot of us could benefit from that. And it would be cool to have one. I'd pitch in for that. Oh, I forgot. We're on the air right now. We are. We're ta- so sorry. We're talking business. The public does not care about. But all of it because we want to. We want to maintain our minimalist aesthetic, but we're also like gays who do shit. All the studio equipment, I, the microphone we're using, the camera we're using, the tripod, all that stuff. We have to set it up every time. Could you imagine? We just walk in and start recording. Right. We just walk in and we do a thing. And the gag is, we don't even have enough. We we actually need more equipment. We do. I mean, we have like the, the the most minimal, the most minimal, what which like, we're very appreciative. But so also, we, yeah. So we're looking at that video of Ricky Martin's apartment because I love minimalist design. I my even though I do a lot of things, it's like this, the business. There's also the part of the yoga teacher that like collects yoga mats and extra blocks and things like that. Oh, I saw them on sale the other day, well. and they had the they had the rugs. Like they weren't like your tradition, like yeah. not traditional, but like the commonly seen mats and uh, I was like I want one of those it's better I do my I actually do my yoga on rugs no I, yeah I actually I actually hate mats when I teach I only bring a mat because I feel like I have to in the class yeah. because people like want to see it's a 
I don't even like. I actually have foam pads. The big, I don't know if I do the big foam pads. Yes. So it's like I have a big like ten foot space when I do that. Um, Ooh. That's what I actually size like. queen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I am six foot three <laughs> and a hundred ninety four pounds. Um, Girl needs some space. You can call a size queen. I call it self care. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was in the apartment. It was minimalist. I love minimalism. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it work for myself. I really what I like about minimalist like we just didn't upgrade theory ourselves. and philosophy is that it's really about focusing on like letting go of the magic physically and emotionally out of your life. You know, like there's a thirty three things challenge that's kind of like your work trying yeah. to merge with of thirty three objects. That includes belts and shit. True. Um, and really, like, people talk about, you know, you should go through your house. And, I mean, on the minimalism cake, you should go through your house and anything that, you know, you've not used in the last 90 days needs to be thrown away. Yeah. Which is, like, real, right? That's true. Um, and also, they, also, they also talk about things like revalue everything at home. Like, if it's not completely functional, um, does it bring you joy? Get rid of it. Why is that? Gone. See, and so, I mean, so it's kind of like I challenging. I mean, as Americans, North Americans, like we are so heavily, hard. we are heavily influenced culturally by capitalism and consumerism. Well, mostly. Look what I've achieved. Look what I've bought. Look what I yeah. can. Yeah. You want to show it. And so we invest more in objects around us than we do in ourselves. Yeah. That, that's, that's the gag. You, you know it, Poppy. Come on. Well, and I also decorate like a, a abuelita. Like, like an abuelita. Like, I You're kind clutter. Of I like, I'm a like, oh, but I like this. Only, in, only in your and living room. But only in your living room. Your kitchen is like, the, your yeah. kitchen and dining room is the most minimalist I have seen in my whole entire life. Because I'm never there. <laughs> <laughs> Because you think, like, you know, the guy you know, that you do, and then, you know, Brent, yeah. and you, and, like, and like your partner, and he's, like, a designer, you yeah. think, like, it's got to be this, <laughs> like, like, like posh. I mean, granted, no, their, their partner's cute. It's not trashy. But, it's like, trashy. you think it's going to be, like, all the chic and all the high end and all the, like. And then I mix I can clutter and <laughs> fuck it up. Your mouth is not cluttered. <laughs> Well, I try to provide vignettes. Like, like if you're in this section all, of the living room, the only thing that's busy is like is like the entertainment center, like with the TV and all your like games yeah. and like your consoles and like all your. The only thing that's busy because like that's like where all your media and technology is and all of your like trinkets, like all of your like I know. I have little a lot hip, of trinkets. like no. Like, <laughs> but you guys buy the like designer little toys. And you guys buy like the, like designer, not like sex toys. The like designer Japanese like cartoon dolls and things like that. Like those are all there. I want to create little vignettes. Like I guess I want to live in a house that like you discover something new in my house every you time you're there. You just want to say vignette a lot. I do, I do. But I but I want you to discover something new in my house every time you're there. Your altar is cute, by the way. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna lie about the fact it's in the I, hallway. It's sad, yeah. I want to move it out of the hallway. But I don't know, like maybe that's good. Because like, I guess no. I could be like, I know it's an altar, so like I'm like. No, thank you. So I like. Other I, people don't. So I analyze you, and I'm like, all right, okay, all right, okay, girl. No, work. it's too public because. Two more blue candles, girl. Work. Okay, <laughs> yes, get it. It's too public though because I had, I mean, bless him, and he very much apologized for it. But uh, I had a white friend recently grab the shot glass full of. There was a little bit of liquor left in it. I hadn't replenished it um, that day. And he brought it over to me and was like, oh, sorry. Wait, he took it off the altar? He took it off the altar. Oh, my God. Wait, he, he blew didn't it? No, yes. He like, oh. he like, and he like took it to the sink. And his girlfriend was like, what are you doing? Don't touch that. And then he was like, oh, sorry. I just thought someone left it here after a party. Sometimes there's parties at my house. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, I was like, 
That's total. Uh, no, you should have left it there, but it's cool. It's cool. I'll put it back. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> so now I'm like, this needs to go back in the other room. Like, <laughs> I. You were fucked with the ancestors. Yeah, I was like. Oh, but his girlfriend checked him. I didn't have to. It was good. He was good. Oh, and he apologized. He was very respectful about it. You He's be- one of the good white straight men, in, or actually not straight, white queer men in my life that I actually like really respect and trust. So when he did it, I was like, okay, that's different. you can have this mistake if it was anyone else. I, I told somebody, our, our friend who went to the housewarming party, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the altar was up, and he was like, um, he was like... Well, his whole thing was like trying to like, like, oh, it's just he was trying to like downplay it and like trying to like cover it up. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, nah, nah, nah. Because like, I learned from me, and I technically am an initiate of a, of a reach religion. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I'm an initiate. In it. So like the altars that have to be in my house for my emotional and spiritual well being, um, and health and stability and financial success are you know everywhere. Um, but I used to do that thing where, like, when, like, company would come over and I would, like, cover up my altars and I would try to, like, hide them in the corner and, okay, right now they're behind, like, a thing, but that's just more, like, functional. Right, no, yeah. Um, because it's a cabinet. It's but, like, hard to have I, an altar but, and be a minimalist. But, like, I would do that and I'd be like, fuck that. People need to know what... You don't touch in my house. A Lukumi home looks like. People need to know what a boy who lives in witchcraft, what his house looks like. People need to know like what a black man who's into black indigenous religions. What and there's people who do like. know that. You know what I mean? Like, I why am I covering up? Yeah, this is not the colonial era. I don't need to like. Girl, if you see anything with a statue on it and some candles, don't touch. It's, yeah. If there's food near a candle, don't eat it. Yeah, don't touch it. Don't look. But at actually, it. my tradition, like they say, if, if people like see your altar and shrine, you know, if they want the food. Like, you can't... Stop them from taking away. Yeah, they, they, they go to the altar and they're like, okay, well, the banana, you... It's offensive to the gods to, like, say, no, you can't eat the banana. Oh, wow. You have to give it to them. That's amazing. That's interesting. I just remember... So, I, um, in high school, I gravitated to a lot of um, Buddhist families or folks who practice Buddhism and always saying... And that's why I was like, quit hiding it because these Buddhists... Are right there. They don't give a fuck. They just have the shit on the corner with the day with the oranges and the candles and yep. the little shrine and, and the incense. And you learn real quick, like... Don't touch that? That's the thing they got. That's that? Yep. Yeah. Hello, hello? Okay, moving on. And, yeah. They don't hide it, and you go to the stores. Yep, it's right there. They'll be like, you know, like, there'll be, like, the sodas, the juices, and the supplies. And I tip my hat, and, and I continue a, on. And right there in the middle Thank of the store. Thank you for my thought. And right in the middle <laughs> of the store, they have five oranges... And then incense. Yeah. And the statues of all the things that I'm going to do. And I'm like, well, thank you, because you're probably making my pho or my, like, groceries and, taste better. And they'd be like, uh, air freshers on sale, girl, if you want some. They don't, they don't hide it. And, yeah. So. Maybe, okay, so I take it back. I'm not going to put it away. Don't be in the closet about it. Let it go. It's true. It's who you are. Uh, don't front for nobody else. Fine, I'll leave my altar out. Shout out to all the Asian bodegas and shopkeepers in the hood that taught me, like, Represent. This is what we do. Right. Deal. Still, you're still gonna buy my shit. <laughs> you're still gonna come to my house. But back to minimalism. I know we're all over the place because this is really good. Song. Well, no, we actually just we um, went through both of our segments. Swipe our stuff up, and this was actually about health and self care. Yeah. And like how you take it care really, of your altar really, in your house. It really back my thing, like like my altar is important like for my self care and health. Be yourself. Like you don't need to. Well, I'm not, I don't want to preach, but like I have learned, be yourself. There's no point in trying to softening the blade or trying to soften or like 
package yourself a little. I mean, like, when you're trying to get money for white people. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place. Yeah. But, like, there's no point. It's just going to drive you crazy. So, like, you have to just be yourself. Whether it's, like, don't hide your shrine because the trade is coming over or, or... or because your white friends are coming, don't like try to hide your religion. Oh, are they gonna think I'm weird? No, don't worry about it. Well, yeah, maybe, but if they do and they can't get over it, they, then they, fuck them. And, and, and if they can't get past it, bye. Then girl. they're not your friends. Bye. You know, your I'm friends are people who will think you're weird and like they'll like accept it as part of who you are. This is what it is. Because, we all, because we all got a weird friend, right? Yes. And we just be like, that's my friend. He's weird. That's my friend. Generally, all my friends are weird, but yes. Oh my god, I love this sake. I'm kill, just it, gonna, kill it, kill it, kill it. Oh, I feel bad. No, why? This is great. I bought it for us. Now I know I like... Okay, it's not a thing about sake. I've like people who like... Um, and I guess I'll get racial here. I guess like non-Asians who are like go hard about sake. I'm always like... Japanophiles. Or like people who, who like didn't like live in... Oh, that's like non-Asian, like non-East Asians. And people who didn't like grow up in like an East Asian country... There are people who like just grew up in Japan because you know they're parents in the military, their parents did business there, and they just that's the culture that they're norm. That's right. The reference culture for the world. Here's what it is. So anybody who's not Asian or did grow up in you know East Asian country for a significant amount of time, not one year, right? Significant amount of time. You like, better be teaching English there for at right, least three, right? But like, who go hard for sake? I'd be like, oh god, your attention just is so like. Trying to let us have a year like international and cultured and like no, it's true though. Yeah, you know, it's like it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, you know, it's like how people treat like European like people like outside of Europe who treat like French culture like it's more elevated. And, right. Like, they like pronounce their French extra hard. And oh, they're, like, sorry, I drink champagne. <laughs> <laughs> You're like champagne, bitch. Well, no, and exactly. Well, and I will say... So, so, so there's a pretense notion associated with people who love To soccer. my credit. So I'm not going to turn down, which is why I've only had it with my uncle twice. To my credit. And this but falls this, into the self-care and health this is category. I had to explore and thoroughly... And because I feel like I'm drinking fruit juice. I feel like I'm like... Great. It's refreshing. Okay, it's healthy. It's good for you. Um, no, it's not good for you. But... Um, I so I I so I had like ulcers, health issues, whatever, and I had to. You're right, because I've not heard you. I've not heard you complain about that in a long time. Yeah, because well, we'll get to that. But um, so I had to thoroughly because I like I like I enjoy alcohol. That's a hard phrase to say. I don't Ooh, know why. That what are you having a, a moment? Okay. I had a hard time to say like I enjoy alcohol. I when, come from like a history of alcohol. You, you have a stigma. Yeah, around like Is a, it because the alcoholism in your In my family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I have a hard time saying that like I enjoy having a drink. For me, like I love drinks, I love cocktails, I love the taste of liquor. I grew up in a background that was raised there are a lot of influences, uh, narratives. Now my mom was very secular, she drank, like she didn't hide that from us. We granted like she never when we were little kids, she never drank like in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. Like whenever she'd be drinking we had to like it was like a family gathering. Uh, no, it was like when we were in bed or like we were in a family gathering. But it would, it, would, it would be like... You never saw your mom drunk. When, when the kids were on the other side of the park or the playground, like I'm sure, you know... Did you ever see your mom drunk? As a child, I would say no. As an adult, I probably have. No, likewise. Because like, you could recognize... Like, yeah, I don't oh, understand like, my parents are. Because I'm an adult now. Yeah, no. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I look at things differently. But as a child, I mean, like, that's what she was counting but, on. But as a kid, like, I mean, like, there was, like, 
He would like we wouldn't be like at the dinner table and she'd be drinking a beer. Oh, no, you know yeah. what I mean? Or beer, beer while we're drinking eating our food. That that never happened. But you know what I mean? I think like they would like they would, they would be beer in the fridge or something. Yeah. But like it was a my family didn't start drinking I wine them, like, until I didn't, the I didn't, I didn't see them drinking in front of us unless it was like. At a barbecue or something like that, and we were like family barbecues and family gatherings. The, you know, you see the adults drinking, but yep. it was never like a a thing. Like, oh, that's your drunk so aunt. I feel like what? Well, we had those, but I feel like we they did something to like provide a barrier. Yeah, I don't know what it was. So we knew they drank, but it wasn't. Right. It, yeah, it wasn't like a thing. No, I feel the same way. Like it wasn't until like my family like got a little bit of money, moved up to the burbs, and we're like, now we have a wine guy, and we drink wine at dinner. And I was like, wait, wait, we were just drinking water and like. Do you know what was the right for Fanta me? before, like, okay, cool. Do you know what was the right for me? I think when I was like in my mid twenties, when I realized that I was grown, I was still like, you're not really grown to your thirty. That's how I feel. Um, like, promise you're not grown to your thirty. Not give a fuck what anybody says. But it was kind of like I'm that moment grown. when, like, maybe my mom was trying to say a little more. Slightly more more middle class, well, they're more middle class than my dad's family. But like, they're when my aunts would like begin to offer me wine, yeah, family things, or like wine was okay, but nothing else. Or like, I'd have a house party and like, I had a partner. My my they would come over, like they would bring wine or bring liquor, or they like, I didn't need to hide the drinking from them. It was a thing. Oh, yeah. It was a thing. And then, like, when I finally... like, this is what we do. When I finally set a table, I had wine with my aunt. Because I grew... I come from a place where, like... <coughs> their drink was okay, but there was a certain, there was a certain narrative. Like, now that they're... During that part of my youth was very... Was kind of Muslim. Mm-hmm. Unless there was an alcohol around. No, like and then we went to parochial schools. Not because my mom was a believer in Christianic religion. Christianity, right, right, right. Like Christianity. But they were good schools. Both of they were good schools. Um, but like, so we had, and I went to some interesting schools. Like we had like nutritional chants in the morning. We had, we had, we had songs and chants in the morning. We said the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, everybody else would, I would not. We, yeah. like we were allowed to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. So everybody else, we would just sit in silence. Like what else did. That's how I was oh, raised. We had, they would excuse them from the room. They'd be like, you, we had a few folks who were like, we're going to leave the room while you do this. And I was like, I wish, take me with you. <laughs> take me with well, you. We would just stand there quietly or we put our hand on our hearts and not say anything. It was a thing. It was a thing. But, um... I'm so jealous. Ooh. Alt left. Chill on the, chill on the emails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um... You know, we used to have... We have songs. We do that. We do songs against, like, condiments, how bad they were. And preservatives, how bad they were. And then, you know, like, we... C-O-F-F-E-E. Coffee is not good for me. Which didn't work because I drink so much coffee Clearly, now. girl. I mean... <laughs> That is your like your lifeline. So you know, so you're like half blood, half like coffee. Like that's <laughs> that's what's going through Maurice's veins right now. True. Hashtag there's a lot. Half and half. <laughs> um, but we a lot of values about alcohol, right? Mm. Just they were indoctrinated, they didn't stick. Um, but you know, we just told them like you know alcohol was bad and it was sinful and it was and then cultural things. You know, alcohol is like ruling the black community and like. You know, addiction, you know, the problem, you know, like, that's how white people have, like, been able to colonize us because, you know, like, they introduced liquor to us to destroy us. It's all facts. Yes, it is actually all facts. All true. However. However, though. But I realized that I was, that my transcendence and my enlightenment as a person came through the path of hedonism and immersion. Mm. 
Yes. Through, yeah. I actually enjoy liquor. Uh, I'm not an alcoholic. No, I literally, you know me. I, no, yeah. He's not an alcoholic. I, I will. I went to Elanon. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Once. Oh, really? Yeah, like how to deal with your families <laughs> or other people's um, addiction to recovery. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Oh, wow. Um, I went once and I was like, cool, cool. I got it, but I think I'm good. Um, Maybe I should go because that's like me and my dad. Our issue is that he drinks way too sloppy drinker and I have no patience for it. But maybe I should learn to be more like, I should understand more about, because he's an alcoholic for sure. Um, I mean, he still goes to work and shit, but he's functional. Yeah, and it's functional, like he has a job. And yeah, like <laughs> he pays his rent, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, and buys trips and, you know, buys groceries and goes on trips and things. You know what I mean? Sustains himself as a right. human being. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he's definitely an alcoholic. Like there are times I want to ask his phone call because... 11 p.m. Like, oh, Bruce, I know you do. 11, 11 p.m. Saturday <laughs> night, Bruce is drunk. This ah. won't go well. Oh, yeah. Because I have no patience for drunkenness. Drunken, I have no patience for drunkenness. No, I hang up on my so mom. So I'm very... If my dis- mom calls me drunk, I'm like, nope, 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 we're not talking. Sorry. Come, call me tomorrow. Did, tomorrow. Bye. But as a man, as a mature man, as a post-twink-ass homosexual, I realize that some of that has to do with trauma. And it might be a bit disrespectful to him as a whole person. I don't play that shit, sorry. I'm like, he needs to know don't call me when you're drunk, my, my dude. And I've said do that several times, me. but they still do. Do not call me. I know you've been drinking. I drink too. I like drinking. No, me too. And I was trying to be cool with my dad. I'd be like, listen, like I'm very liberal about drugs and alcohol. Like, I drink. Like what? There are some drinks I think are fine, and I will do whenever, whenever I want to do them. You know what I mean? I'm like a grandma. I'm like, oh, just a little tiny bit. Just a, just a little, 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 little. Not too much. Just a moment. Just, just a, a moment. Break it in force. Like force. a Mariah Carey moment. Yeah. Um, I try to like, let him know, like, listen, like, I know what you do. Right. Let's just be honest here. I'm not new. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with the use. I have an issue with the fact that, like, you misuse and it turns you into a horrible person. Yeah. Um, and this is why I have these rules about how you're going to communicate with me. Yep. Only sober. You know, all these things. Because have you noticed, every time we get into a fight, it's when you are inebriated. And when you're inebriated, my patience and my cool are gone. Oh, absolutely. I am the most... And like, when you say something rude or crazy to me when you're inebriated, I fly off the handle and I pounce. Dude, you, bro, you know me. You're the dad. You're, you're, you're there from day one. You, you should, should remember. Know. It you takes a remember. lot to get me to that point where I'm like ready to like bring... But when they're drunk, they don't remember that. When they're drunk, they don't... I mean... So I need, my mom always wants to have so like I a need, cry moment with so me. So I need like, to learn... So I'm, I'm thinking maybe I should learn to... I just wonder, like, am I punishing my father for being an alcoholic? And to me, if I am, it seems fucked up. No. There are things that I will not tolerate from his alcoholism, but I was like... That's self-care. When you said that you that you went to Al-Anon to learn how to deal with people you find alcoholics, I wondered, like, well, damn. I don't... I'm, I haven't taken that consideration out. Do I need to, like... But it really comes about your... It's, it's really about self-care, Because it made though. me think, like, do I punish him because he's an alcoholic? Because I do believe drug addiction... And I, and, is a disease. And like and a, I literally believe it. Because I've seen it turn people into monsters. It's chemistry. And that's not a natural, that's not like a... It's beyond I just any... Love, yep. That ain't like a I just love smoking crack or I just love doing cocaine or I just love heroin thing. 
you know, in, in heroin is life. That's not no, it's, yeah, it's not heroin is death. But like, that's not what it is. But it's, it's like, like body chemistry, like things that I cannot even make comprehend. a rational decision. People like. And you know it's not yeah, and you know it's not them. So it's like, oh, this is deep. This is sure. it is a disease. Oh yeah. And somebody who has seen what the crack epidemic has done to like lower class people. Oh girl, you be bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, shit is a disease. I know it's only sexy to say like meth is a disease, but the reality is crack. That CIA introduction has fucked up intentionally lots of communities that I've seen with my own eyes. Yep. So I know addiction is a disease. That it's, pla- it's a disease that is placed. Yep. I mean, yes. We can... We can... I mean... That's all the we pro- are going to history of uh, drug development but and my drug thing is implementation. Like, I don't want to punish him for having this disease that is alcoholism and drug addiction. It's a boundary, though. It's a boundary because it's not about... Punishing. Oh, hold on. You got about 30 minutes on this phone call. <laughs> in my most liberal of moments. Yeah. <laughs> but I am feeling the most like in tune with myself and like ready to deal with your shit. No, but honestly, and that's really what it is. And I like it because it's about like how much are you willing to tolerate? And you have to figure it out for yourself, right? Like, and then also figure out how you can support this person through this process or I don't know what far. <laughs> right, right. So if it's about like, all right, so this is where you're at. This is what I'm willing to tolerate when you're doing that. And, then, and that's where I am. Because my rules are like, I'm not going to drag you. Do not contact me when you are inebriated. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I drink with my mom. My mom and I still drink. But as soon as she gets emotional. Not, she, she's not alcoholic or she's a drinker. She's, I, I don't want to diagnose her, but. I want to drink, drink with my dad, but I know he's an alcoholic. So gonna work. I like to drink with my mom because she's, she's fun. But then, then she gets to this like emotional place. I've got a friend like that. Yeah. She's fun to drink with. And I get there too. Like, if you give me tequila, girl, I'm either like, I want to fight you or I want to like cry about how much I love you, which is like a beautiful thing, but they can also be in the same oh, breath. Oh God, you're a drunk. I've never seen this. Yeah, no, because I don't drink tequila. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to be that vulnerable. No, um, but so it's, but as soon as it gets to that place, I'll literally like, I turn into like a stone wall and I'm like. Mom, I'm glad you're having so many emotions about this. Um, we should talk about this tomorrow. And I'll walk away. Because I'm rude, but also because for my mental health and well-being, I don't need to go through I've this diatribe. Said, no, I'm learning. I've never said that to my dad when he's drunk. I've never said, you know I'm a little... Yeah. I'm a little shark. That's what I learned. But That's what I've I learned. i said, like, let's talk about this later or tomorrow. And the funny thing is I'll never bring it up. Which is crazy. <laughs> right now, I mean, it's Which a good, it's convenient for me, but but I'm, I'm also willing to. I, that was such a shitty Latino thing. You just that 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 is such a shitty Latino thing, and I live, <laughs> I live so much life. I'm so inspired to integrate that technique into my life at any moment I can. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We can talk about this tomorrow. Wait, so we wait. wait so is your dad alcoholic too, or is your mom? Uh, my father's actually in recovery um, from oh. alcoholism. Oh. Uh, ooh, several years. Um, really? Since I was in middle school. So... Whoa, that's a, whoa, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my father and I have experienced a oh, lot that's of things. Cool. I mean, I, a lot I, mean, of I, mean it's, I know. It's I'm hard. so proud no, of you. No, no, but no, no, I, I think it's cool because I want to be able to say that my dad. Ooh, it's got deep. But my dad. Oh, we always end up talking about our dads on this episode, <laughs> on these podcasts. <laughs> I want to be able to, like, I would be really happy. For my dad, if he was able to, like, 
readjusted alcohol use to where either you're just like you know social use, just like regular social consumption, and wasn't ab- and it wasn't at the point where it was misuse. I know that in the industry we don't say abuse anymore, but we say misuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or it got to a point where it was not debilitating his life or debilitating his ability, you know, to be a happy, healthy, free person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, I think it's really dope that your dad was able to recognize that. And, and it really allows- it has been a, a stayed on the path. Because I like, I mean, like it's kind of like. If I want to give up dick, like, that'd be hard oh, for me. Girl, what? <laughs> I enjoy dick deeply. And so deeply. I... <laughs> very deep, deeply. Very deep. Very deep. I assume an alcoholic loves liquor at least as much yeah. that I enjoy chemically. penis. Do you think you chemically like penis, though? Like, there's some, like... I don't chemical- even know what the... I'm, I'm going to say, hell yeah... But, but, like, in terms of, like, the serotonin and, like, the endorphins and things. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that's why I was able to be straight edge for so long. So, okay, so my father was a recovering alcoholic, is now in recovery for several years. My my mother drinks socially, like, drinks socially, whatever. And and I, I decided not to drink until I was 21. I was like, I refuse. I I don't want to become them. I don't want to be them. And then 21 became a bar whore? And then I... <laughs> woo! <no. laughs> um, but, um, but it really... I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> but that was kind of why your, the alcoholism you saw was um, fuel for your... Strategy. For my strateginess, absolutely. What made you change to begin to be drinking? Was it just because you turned 21 or was it because something else? Because I, I tried it with a group of close friends for the first time, and I and I wasn't a complete mess. I didn't. I realized that I didn't by drinking. I didn't become the experiences that I had with my father or Ooh. with other mem- family members. I was like, oh, actually, this looks different. It doesn't always drinking doesn't look like this, and that was my experience growing up. Mm. And. And so after I realized that, I realized there was a degree that my father and I were different in terms of the ways that we drank alcohol. And I, uh, I guess I gave, I gave myself permission to, to embark on that adventure, for better or for worse. But, but I will say, I, my father and I have gotten much closer since he's engaged in his recovery um, and shout out to my stepmom because Nancy she, uh, made that shit happen. Oh, wait. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to leave your ass. So, okay, so with that, I have a question for you. Yeah. And maybe we just won't get to our topic. We wouldn't no, right, right. Maybe this is the topic all of a sudden. We're like an hour right now, and we're a little over an hour. So, whatever. We're, we're, we're talking about like Every New Year's resolutions or New Year, New Me, and I don't know. Things. So, and evaluating and, ourselves, yeah, our history. For and... me, I mean, I definitely had like a no, because of what I saw in the family, I was like, nah, I'm not going to drink or drink like that. Whatever. And I, I mean, as a teenager, like I was into like liquor and weed for sure. Um, but at one point I made it like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with like all the kind of cultural things I talked about. Just kind right. of like that, that piece about what the introduction of those things have done to, you know, communities. And particularly like um, communities of color who are activists. Mm. Like, I have grandparents who are, who are Black Panthers who, and I'm sorry, activists are known for being druggies. Oh, no, I mean, how do we... Like, all the cocaine, all the, like, whatever it is. Because so really, we're dealing with all the social plights, how do know, we, like, and let us not have forget, a moment? Like, like, Huey P. Newton died in an attic. Yeah. 
VP as brilliant as brilliant as VP was, founded the Black Panther Party. You know what I mean? And as amazingly educated, inappropriately educated as VP Newton was, people don't realize like he was an insanely educated person. Like, oh no, PhD. like genius, right? Um, but he died an addict, like in like a really dirty, like not glamorous at all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so like, let's bring reference to it. Well, and we'll so, talk about the levels of stigma around how we don't elevate. Um, people of color who are artists, who are activists, because, of, like, they'll always find some excuse to be like, well, also, they were an addict. So don't and idolize you know them. Don't a, love them. Do you know who else was an addict? An artist who I love. Stigma. It's bullshit. It's Bada bullshit. Right. the writer was a big addict. And, it, and for me, it's always... And he was a goddamn chocolate chaser. Because his girlfriend was that, you know, Haitian Creole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... And like, granted, now I love absence. Do not get me wrong. It's a cute moment. Absence. I'm actually researching recipes right now. The recipes that I have, I'm not a fan of. I need that good shit. Um, not the not, not the stuff you make in port wine, hmm. which is which is good. It's, it's, yeah, it's not bad. It's a cute moment. I but I used to have the hookup to like some really good stuff that came in a bottle that was like dark green. And you put like an ounce in a glass, and you need to add a damn near a cup of sugar to it to make it drinkable. Well, that's why you got to pour it fire. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was amazing. So I'm trying to get and so my my plug is no longer you know around. That was when I was young, but I am, as an herbalist, I'm looking for a good acid recipe. Shut up. So, create a fake email account somewhere. Turn on your whatever little internet function you need. We can to. signal. Yeah, whatever you need to do. <laughs> Hit me up because I need quality absinthe, not the bullshit they sell here in the States in the bottles. In the liquor store, that's legal stuff. It's terrible. I need to because early on I have the good stuff. Anyways, but Baudelaire was an addict. He was just fucking with this. But like Baudelaire is like chic and one of the greats and blah, blah, blah. you're like and he is one of the greats. He was also a lush. Right. And a bougie snob. But honestly, how do you... I mean, how else are you supposed to deal with the with the society that we are born and into? For all those reasons, like, I didn't... I, that's where I was, like, not doing a teenager. And, you know, when I was looking at, like, slavery and slave trade, that just, like, when you really realize and read that, you know, that at one point they were, they were selling, like, you know, three slaves, three Africans in exchange for one bottle of scotch, I was like, son, I'm done. Right, like, no more for me. Um, and that was an important thing at that time to understand, I yeah. guess context and history and look at the story of my cock I guess like what my family history was Um, and saw like my brilliant activist you know like grandfather ancestors like yeah watch him uh, you know and hear my mom and my aunts talk about like all the revolutionaries that can be organized Mm -hmm. in the house and they'd be like drunk on the floor from four day binges of cocaine and like liquor and maybe get up trying to go to school, stepping over the goddamn activists to try to make this a serial. Yep. Then go to school. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a thing. I think as an adult, I think my attitudes around it changed. It was that, like, yeah, like you, I am not my grandparents. I am right. not my father. And actually, I personally, as a human being, enjoy liquor. I went to, I got a reading from this guy, um, this this, you know, shaman dude um, and all these things and he was like, I think he was probably going to have a drink in me on then. and I was like, nah, brother, I don't, uh, <laughs> you know, no, that's not the answer. Brother, <laughs> I, 
I, brother, I, brother, I cannot believe I'm you. I'm evolved. Brother. I'm beyond brother. drinking. I'll just do more stretches and a little bit brother. of a meditation brother, moment. I, brother, I thought you was a healer. You can't, you know, you, right now you're like the white These man. These are falsities. Right. Exactly. Um, and then I think one day I was like bugging and like, I went out with my friend and she like poured me a juice like, you drink? And I was like, I'm like, she's like, you don't drink, right? And I was like, no. Right. And I was like, I don't drink. I just like let that shit go. Yeah. And I like not like forgot or denied or whatever, but I like just put it in context. Like, yeah, that's well, what happens. And so I realized that like me, the person, I my addiction shit isn't around like drugs and like right. liquor. If if I if I don't think I'm an addictive personality, and if I do, it doesn't. It's not really good to those things, probably because the baggage I bring into it. So I'm like, mm, I can drink. Yes, it's about the. I can drink in like certain drugs socially, and it's fine. You know what I mean? Those are not my issues. Other folks, those are those issues. True, true, true. You know what I mean? And so, no, yeah, and, and so I respect their path of sobriety. I respect that path of like non-consumption of alcohol or drugs or whatever it is. But it's like I, I thought that I knew what I needed to be doing. That I learned who I was. Where I was like, actually, that's an issue. You know yes. what I mean? like, no, totally. The issue is there, but that's not what it is. It's somewhere else. Exactly, exactly. Well, and that's honestly, it, this reminded me, and this is probably, I'm learning about myself. I um, but yeah. I remember being in this class learning about Quran, like, Quran Dera, and like, all that, like, I was in college, whatever. I And, you know, I always, I'll often talk about, like, I learned. We have people of color, we all went to college, and like. And, like, learned how to be more brown. Yeah. Well, that was my fear. <laughs> I was like. Because we had to. Like. <laughs> That's what you all call this? Like, but I, I thought remember, it was, I thought that was just called superstitiousness. <laughs> right, like. I thought, I thought those were things that I should be ashamed of. Right, exactly. Like, I thought those were things that we didn't talk about. My grandma said that. never to say that in front of white people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I remember sitting in this class and this like, amazing like, Chicago woman was like, no yeah, like, it's about like, talking about like, balance. And was uh. like, you know, like, sometimes, um, Coranderos or Coranderas will prescribe folks, like, you need to drink tequila. Like, you need to drink liquor. Like, you need to balance that out because you, like, are living this life and you need balance in your life. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I've been inheriting all these wait public health. Wait a minute. Cocktails for healing? Right, exactly. And I was like, wait, what? I've, I've learned all the white things about dare and don't drink. <laughs> don't, wait, like, wait a minute. Did you say dare? Yes. I was the person who had to be the essay. I won the reward! Did you get the medal? Yeah! And, 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 and the jacket. A jacket? We didn't get jackets. Dear, I, I got the jacket. I just yes. got the stupid t-shirt with the lion on it. Wow. <laughs> oh, look at Dare graduates. Dare awardees. Drinking off a sake. But like hearing that actually was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like... And, and, and she also put in the context of, like, also with, like, heat and cold, like, if someone's wearing cold and hot and sort of, like, balancing that out for folks. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Maybe that's why I got so much anxiety and angst for America. I gotta, like, balance some of this shit out with just, like, a moment of relief. Wait, so you need to drink because of... Like, a moment to breathe. Wait, because you're a brown boy in America and you need to drink liquor? Sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time. Not all the time. Which I think is the division between, you know, having maybe a larger issue I need to talk to someone about. But maybe like, occasionally when I hear the president talking about shithole countries that are Wait, so you black and brown people, 
I I need a drink after that. You are the white man who's making allegedly the greatest country, allegedly. But you're the one who's literally making it a shithole. He is a shithole. Well, yeah, that's true. But like, and I like shitholes as a gay man. But you are a shithole of a president. This is the most trifling presidency. Probably in the history of American presidencies. The fucking worst. The... History will be the judge of this bitch. And nothing he will ever do will look if good. If he gets reelected, I probably will never talk to another white person. I'm moving. I'm moving. Well, yeah, that's true. But I will never speak to another white person at all. And I know all the other Latin American countries are dealing with the most shit. Honduras, Brazil, whatever. But I'm moving to one of those. I can do a food scarcity. Yeah, yes, girl. I can figure that out. I can survive that shit. <laughs> I can literally so figure out, and I'm totally, I understand that I'm totally romantizing shit. But yeah, like, we are. I, can, I grew up poor. Yeah. We can do a food scarcity. I can hustle, girl. If yeah, I need to, I can hustle. I can eat tortillas and beans and rice. Boom. Like, done. that's not a. All day, every day. They're like, no worries. Food scarcity is not having tortillas or beans and rice. Okay. okay I fine. can learn. I'll <laughs> eat some leaves. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll do it. Right. I'm willing to do put up with that shit compared to this. Okay, we're adaptable. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, um, so yeah, he's so, the most trifling. But I'm like, you're making America a shithole. Literally, with your policies, and your decisions. I'm so embarrassed. You have a shithole presidency plan. Your whole plan for president is to make America a shithole. Like, do you not under? <laughs> like, that's your your platform is high. I'm a shithole. Let's run this country into the ground. Literally. And in the process. Shit on everybody else in the process. Literally. Meaning other countries, other governments, like international unions that are looking at, like, he shit on climate control. He, he shit on climate. He shit on science, girl. Yeah. How do you shit on science? How do you shit on facts, data, research? Shit. His presidency created the term alternative facts. Oh, I can't. I, this is why I don't bring like, it up in the swipe right, swipe right, swipe left, swipe right. Recreated the word lie. He reinvented the word lie. America is shit now. I mean, we've always been shit. But, like... We were shit because we are an imperialist country. Absolutely. And even though the most... And thought high of ourselves. And though most of us in the country are not imperialist people, mm-hmm. we are part of an imperialist nation. Absolutely. And, and, so and don't have the power or the decisions to make the decisions that the people are making. Right. Because we are as colonized as citizens Oof. as Oof. what America does to other uh. nations, countries, and cultures in the world. And how and dare so, you do this in my name? And so that's kind of like where my global politics comes from. Because like we are, as citizens are the president colonized as America. You know what I mean? It's weird. In a different way, but the same way at the same time. Yep. But, um, shithole. And I even like shitholes. This motherfucker didn't even know that, like, the Bahamas <laughs> were part of the goddamn, we're calling him America. Stupid so he said, I'm in the president of the Bahamas. He's like, that's you, you fuck. Oh, don't even get me started on You can't keep track of your fucking... Don't, don't, don't know. Oh, no, yeah, we're not even going to go there. We won't. Yeah, we won't go there. I got family there right now. Yeah, it's, and, like, it's, it's too much. And I have lots of questions. I keep thinking about bringing it up on this podcast, but I can't. Like, emotionally, I can't. And... If you want to do my next episode, I, I, can, I can work through it. We need a whole episode on Puerto Rico because every time I think about it, I feel like I need to be there. And I can't even speak Spanish, but I feel like I need to you be there. You do know something. there are people in this country who don't know that Puerto Rico is a U.S. colony. A territory? They think it's a, a I'm territory. a colony. It's colony, yeah. Sorry. I was using the 
I am a colonized approved. person. I am here because of colonialism. My body and enslavement because of colonialism. That's part of colonialism. Smoked you up. Yeah, it's part of it. We were bred, for but also a, a, an additional oh. extra nasty system. We were bred for colonial desires in terms of like we were bred to like make their lives easier. We were bled to make their sex lives more pleasurable. Like literally, to entertain us. Yeah, like that's kind of why I'm here. So people, so people always, always talk about like GMO chickens and shit. I'm all like, oh girl. No, no, uh, but, but like I thought we got a lot of common though. <laughs> like they was my brothers in some way. You know I mean? like, <laughs> the GMO chickens. <laughs> we, we were like, you know, these cages are weird when we were like oh. bred. You know, like unrealistic living conditions. You know what I mean? Manufactured, like. Yep. I mean, hey, it's not untrue. There's some animals too, man. Don't it's dog that. There's some animals who deserve life. Even if you're a GMO chicken, you still deserve life. Exactly. You should. This is getting out of control. No, it is. But welcome to the Post Tune Podcast. Maurice and I um, it is 2018. do a thing. We're hitting you guys up. We are not going to edit. We're just going to come to you guys straight raw. Because and we, we talk about colonialism. We talk about race. We talk about politics. We also talk about daddies and family trauma and family histories and all that stuff. Um, because we are... We are a little drunk and we real. are. Hey, well, I love talking now, um, especially this snow maiden. It's good. Which sounds much like snow bunny, snow and you know all ma- those black men who who only date white call their white partners snow bunnies, which is gross and disgusting. But apparently a snow maiden. But, but, but apparently these white men, these white people, ain't shit because they like it. We gotta fight against it. It just makes me sound like except you for like that one white much. girl on uh, on uh, Twitter. Wait, what? That one, you know, that, that one woman on Twitter who like she um she was like, listen, I am not the white woman for you. If, <gasps> oh yes, if, the thick white woman yeah. who took that photo. She uh, was like, if you think black women are terrible people, and uh, and I'm talking one lady, don't hit me up. Then I'm not the white woman for you. Don't I'm talk not the to white me. girl for you if you hate your black mama. I'm not the white woman for you if. And so I was like, I love that girl. It was cool to see like a white woman who like dates interracially or gives attention from black men who like it real was like. Yeah, I like black men, but I'm not, like, into, like... You degrading black women. Right, right. At all. Because they're like, I just am a human being. In any way. And I want to be a human being. This is what my body looks like. Right. Their bodies look great, too. Your problem. (laughs) Right. So, so, I don't know. She was the first, like, public Uh, white person... It restores me. ...who was like, don't call me a snow buddy. Do not... You know, exactly, so... Well, to 2018, to more white women like her... To wear white folk like her. I will never toast to Caucasian progress. Personally. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, I mean like, late. not because I'm late. not for it, but I will toast to black and brown progress because that's where black lives need the most. Um, where people continue doing what you do. Yeah. And just do better. Just do better. And the Strive of, for better. And the ones of you who are dredging a hard fight about trying to heal yourself from colonialism. And heal your cousins and your brothers. Yeah, your... we are with you because we know that you are whole people. Who are want to remain whole people mm-hmm. and do not want to be infected with the viruses that have been placed in all of our lives, yes. and so you are, you know, we we hear it for you. I don't use the word allies. I know, fuck that. Allies have gone out of control because everyone wants allies to be an ally. Allies have become the new oppressors. You're only an ally if I say you're an ally to a specific cause or issue, and if I didn't say it, you can't claim it. And that's the same way I feel. Like I feel, I, I would never say that I'm an ally to women. Oh, you know, I do. I was like my friend, and I was like, we were talking about something entirely, and I was like, uh, we're talking about like, you know, any of these things, and I was like, you know, I am an ally of women, I'm an ally of black women, I can never like be, I'm not a black woman, never have been one. Right. I just, I just want to talk about my ally to women and women of color, especially, especially black women. 
Um, because like I was created by one. Like I was gestated out of my one. I've always been loved by black women and other women of color. Like yeah, since a small child, like deeply black women. The only ones keeping me together. Black women and other women of color, especially black mm-hmm. women. Um, have always supported me. Have always supported my dreams. Especially as the little gay have, boy, they were have like, always like have, have always like encouraged me. Yes. I, I I have a product. I'm a, my company is because black women were like, no, you should do this. Mm. And other women of color were like, no, Maurice, this is a great idea. You do. We believe in you. The so only one I'm to be like an ally because those are the old folks who held me down. And it's not just selfish, but but like in terms of when I look at what I do, the communities that like feed me, bring me strength, and like call me out of my shit. Mm. And also support and love me, be, you know what I mean, by calling me out of my shit and also promoting me, you know what I mean, is yep. always been black and of color. So, like, I feel, like, obligated to, like, always, you know, you don't fuck with nobody. Make sure my shit is right. You don't, you, you don't fuck with people who are not fucking with you, but you also support those who support you. Yep. So, I don't know. I just want myself an ally to, like... I do my to best. To feminists, to black women, to women of color, because... I do my best to be an they, ally. Because they rep for me hardcore. Oh. Even when I'm not able to rip for myself. From the and beginning. that shit means something. It oh, absolutely. really does. It absolutely. really does. And I will always strive to be an ally for them, but I will never publicly in front of particularly women of color be like, I'm an ally to you. Because I'm more that's like, not for me to say. I'm, 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 that's not for me I'm to more say. Like, uh, black women, women of color. I know y'all having like a super secret sister, sister meeting or sanity session. Can I just like listen? In? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, so if you all need some table set up or like, right. you know, a, a decor moment, or, or, or maybe go pick up the food or something like that. You know, I'm here. Install your track lighting. Right. <laughs> just let me know. I'll be the game for you. At four o'clock, I gotta go. To the, got other things. Yeah, but. In between two and four, I'm which yes. is, let me know. <laughs> yes. uh, ah. Shout out. So yeah, this has been a post tweak. We have talked about it all. Happy 2018. Hope you guys are doing well and thriving. Uh, for those of us in America that you are dealing well with this shithole of a Trump presidency. You know, yep, wait, wait, the girl, the Gestapo, the whites might come to my door and beat me and arrest me. They don't know your address. They do. I live in America. We put a, we had a VPN on your IPN. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know what those letter means, but you didn't say BBC, so I, so I don't feel like you're trying to exotify me. No, no, yeah. It was, um, uh, it was a tech thing. So you're good, you're good. <laughs> nothing, about your, nothing about your dick, girl. <laughs> um, I will say and, 20, uh, 2018, I'm not entertaining games from hookups, though. I'm doing, like, honest, like, respect. Like, you have to, like, kind of be the whole person. Even, even if you're trying to fuck at 2 a.m., from go. you got to come for me, like, whole. I ain't got time. I'm not trying. I ain't got time. I'm not here for unpleasant surprises. I'm not here for surprises in general. That's just me, though, because I'm, like, anxious and Don't worry, surprises. Uh, no, yeah. 2018 is hot. Um, yeah, we talked about it all, 2018. In Germany? America ready. Mess, Germany. You know what I mean? You know what first name is Jermaine, right? Ooh. I did know that. But yeah. Germans, we're coming for your town. <laughs> we're coming. Berlin, we're coming for you. Berlin. I, I and you can come for me. I, mean, I so want to just have to fly me out. I, I really want a Berlin address. I really... That might just happen. I want a Berlin address on a Berlin husband. I really do. 2018. It's like, I'm sure since I was like five, I wanted a Berlin husband. <laughs> new year, same hoe, new goals. <laughs> <laughs> check us out. Um, uh, uh, you can check out post week all the past episodes. And whenever we get down to like editing this backlog of monthly episodes... Y'all gonna get flooded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know you like it. Yeah. Uh, check us out on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the things, the Instagram. Yeah, I feel like we're most of the places. Yeah. Where do they find you, Maurice? 
Um, well, hold on. You can find Sorry. us at postspeak.com. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, First and, and foremost. And how do, I, how do you find me in the sense? I mean, you can find me on... In the digital lens. You can find me on Grinder or Jack. On a good ah, <laughs> no, um, on a good night. Come After out. 11. <laughs> Usually. Ah! <laughs> um, no, but uh, we talk a lot about my company, but if you want to check me out, I'm going to... The Blue Saint. Uh, T-H-E-B-O-U-S-A-I-N-T dot com. Um, that's kind of what I do. Um, you can get a link to where to buy in the metro area or to buy online. This stuff is so good. Post Twink. I mean, uh, the Blue Just Saint is a proud sponsor of Post Twink because we are in the Blue Saint's house. <laughs> <laughs> in the manufacturing department. Right. Uh, you need electricity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> eating his snacks and those things. No, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but check out posttrick.com so you can um, get them the archives and see what we're doing. And we'd love to hear back from you guys. We're, what's our email? Posttrick.com. Posttrick at gmail.com. Yeah, posttrick at gmail.com. We let got it before anyone else did. about the episode. It was hard because there's that other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let us know about the, about the episode, anything we said to you, um, topics you might want to hear. Um, yeah, we're curious. In the future. Don't, get, don't get crazy. We actually do want to hear back from you guys. So posttwink at gmail.com, posttwink.com, posttwink on all the things. All You're that. in this relationship. In this relationship. Yeah, whether you like it or not, <laughs> we are a thing. Yes. Okay? And so you're going to want to participate. And you can find me at Not More Sauce, because um, that's not my name. Um, <laughs> not More Sauce. Not More Sauce. And what? Everything. Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, After Facebook. Adam. That's my last name on Facebook. It's not that Oh, really? Yes. I don't think the government knows my name. <laughs> the government knows your name. That's true. You're a birth certificate. Yeah. Anyways, thanks. It's been real, guys. Thanks, we'll see y'all. you next month. Turn it out. For sure. <laughs>